This is R.J. Carbone, and you're listening to BD4. Anthony for three. Bang! That one goes this one by Mattingly. Oh, hang on to it. R.J. Barrett does it again from downtown. He is just tearing the Orioles apart. It's good. Randall gets the bounce, and he ties the game. Houston ducks under. Got it! All right, what's happening everybody? What is going on? I'm your host RJ Carbone and you are listening to or maybe watching episode 351 of BD4 where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. We also do MMA now too. Yankees every series. Knicks every game. MMA on the weekends. Welcome to the podcast. If you are new here to the show, be sure to subscribe. You can find us on the many listening platforms that we are on. Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. And if you do listen to us there, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review if you enjoy the show. Because we are currently a five-star podcast and we would like to keep it that way. So subscribe to the show. Maybe download, download these episodes. Give it a like. Share it on social media with your friends. And if you do that, be sure to uh, follow me on social media. I'm also on Facebook. RJ Carbone. And I'm on Instagram at Rob J. Carbone. And lastly but not least, if you do like to read in this era that we are in, um, be sure to to give my blog a uh, subscription too if you would like. If you want to subscribe to my blog. Well, what you can do is if you are listening to the show, then I'll tell you you can go to ultimatesportsnetworks.com, put into the search bar the Bomber Bocker blog. If you are watching the show, you can see on the screen, just go to that link. And once you're there, subscribe to the Bomber Bocker blog using promo code 6A2841ERJC. Once again, subscribe using code 6A2841ERJC. This way you get a discount per month. You get full access to every single article I write, Yankees and Knicks. And you get a discount on any merch that you purchase on the Bomber Bocker blog. So that's on ultimatesportsnetworks.com. Put the Bomber Bocker blog into the search bar. Or you can just um, type in that link on the screen. And there you have it. So welcome to the show. Episode 351 once again of BD4. Thank you for joining the podcast. Um, As you can see by the title of this episode... Um, Greg from Yankee Crazy Podcast. Go give his podcast a subscription. He's also on the many listening platforms. He will join us. He's He's been on the show uh, a few times now. Um, great, great job uh, on his own podcast. He's always doing his uh, thing during the, during the Yankees season. And I've been on his show a few times as well. But yet, 
Greg actually this shirt the shirt I am wearing uh, I actually got earlier today and by earlier today I mean uh, Saturday the second Saturday April 2nd as I am recording the first half of this episode the second half of the episode will be Greg and I having a conversation about the Yankees which we will record Sunday the 3rd. But of course, as you're listening to this, all this is already out. Um, he actually mailed me this shirt. Yeah. It's so cool, isn't it? Um, it's like, it's uh, I think it's like a like an office-themed shirt. If you watch The Office, you know what this format is. But yeah, it's the Yankees version of it. It's Derek and Andy and Jorge Mo, the core four. Um, and along with that, he was awesome enough to, because I'm a very, he knows I'm a very superstitious um, fan. I have a lot of superstitions. And a really, really cool book that I'm definitely going to read this. Um, I'll show you, see if I can show it on the camera here. If you are watching, you'll be able to see. Um, but yeah, there's, there's the title. And I like underneath the title, it's got the subtitle. It says, or how to win ball games from your couch. Because... Well, that's what I try to do. I try to tinker with the volume. Which volume did they win at yesterday? Let's see if that works again today. I try to go into different rooms, wear different outfits. <laughs> I'm very superstitious, man. Um, Yeah, so thank you, Greg, from Yankee Crazy Podcast for, for mailing this to me. That's awesome stuff, man, and I appreciate it. Uh, we might have to do something back in return now. And it's a perfect time. It's a little it's a little birthday gift because I'm turning 27 later this month. Now, in this show, the second half of the show coming up in a few minutes, Greg and I are going to talk some Yankees preview this season. So it'll be a good one. Um, first, we are going to head to break. When we get back, we'll get to the NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day. Be right back. Hey guys, so I've noticed that only a small portion of you who watch BD4 on YouTube are actually subscribed. So if you do enjoy this podcast and maybe you want to be notified when new episodes release, I'd consider subscribing and also hitting that notification bell. This way we can help the channel grow and you won't miss a single episode of BD4. Alright, let's get back to it. So, if you guys want to follow me on social media, be sure to do so right now. I'm on Facebook at RJ Carbone. And I'm also on Instagram at Rob J Carbone. Once again, if you want to find me on Facebook, that is RJ Carbone. Instagram at Rob J Carbone. Welcome back to the show. You are listening to BD4, episode 351 of the podcast. So, I want to get to our NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day in just one second. But be first, uh, before 
we do guys real quick just want to remind you if you have not yet subscribed to the show follow me on social media you know where to go for all that do that so yeah greg from yankee crazy podcast will be joining us in the second half of this episode or the second part um, of this episode in just a few minutes we're going to have a conversation about the uh, the upcoming season for the Yankees preview everything we're going to talk about some outside things like the Cashman comments recently we're going to talk about Aaron Judge and his potential extension which could be, could be coming any day now but if it does not come before opening day there's a very good chance that he enters the uh, free agent pool at the end of the year and so um one second here let me just change the lighting here there we go um yeah so we're talking we're, we're going to preview the season talk about some you know some of cashman's comments talk about the extension that judges uh could potentially get and then we'll talk about some other things go around the diamond and um oh we're gonna have a you know a big uh, over-under prediction. Uh, a bunch of them. We're going to go over a bunch of uh, over-under picks for the season that I've got planned and ready. We've got, let's see, I'm not going to read them specifically, but I'll tell you, you know, I'll read off like the structure of it. So we have an over-under for Judge and Stanton. Like their stats. Um, for Judge and Stanton, we've got an over-under. We've got an over-under for the Yankee catchers. Uh, we've got an over-under for Garrett Cole. Um, I'm not going to tell you for what. Over-under for Severino in there. We've got an over-under. One with Donaldson and Rizzo combined. One for the Mayu, Glaber, uh, Hicks, Gallo, Kiner, Falefa, uh, Boone, and then the Yankees as a team. So... A lot of over-under, so be sure to stay tuned for that. It's going to be a fun segment. And, uh, yeah, that's it. So that comes up in just a few minutes. First, we're going to get to our NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day. Let's get to it. So, for episode 351, our NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day is obviously Yankees-based for this episode. What is the Yankees' opening day record over the last five seasons? What is the Yankees' opening day record over the last five seasons? Alright. So let me know the answer. Wherever you can reach me. And uh, if you at least attempt to guess the answer. Then I'll let you know what the answer is in the next episode. But if you guess the answer and you guess it correctly. I will give you a shout out in the next episode. Whether you want me to shout out your podcast, your blog. Maybe you got you know, a social media page you want me to shout out. Anything. I'll shout it out in front of all two of my uh, subscribers. I got a big listening fan base here. Big listening base. All two listeners will definitely <laughs> follow you. <laughs> Sorry, man. I'm trying. 
All right, so yeah, that's it. That's our NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day. Once more, what is the Yankees' opening day record over the last five seasons? Let me know the answer. With that said, one more break really quickly. And when we get back, we'll wrap this part of the episode up with RJ's parlay. And then we'll get right into the part with Greg and I talking Yankees. Be right back. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying this episode. But first, I also want to let you know I have another blog. The blog I'm writing for is on ultimatesportsnetworks.com titled The Bomber Bocker Blog. If you want to go subscribe to this blog, you should do so using my promo code 6A2841ERJC. Using that, you'd get a discount $7.99 a month to get the best Knicks and Yankees opinionated content around. Once again, guys, the Bomber Bocker blog on ultimatesportsnetworks.com using promo code 6A2841ERJC, $7.99 a month. A custom wall tapestry is a surefire way to uplift any room's aesthetics with a personal touch. This 100% polyester wall tapestry comes with hemmed edges for extra durability while its mildew and water resistant properties ensure years worth of decorating bliss. The advanced tapestry printing techniques guarantee crisp detail even for the craziest of designs in any of the multiple size choices. You can select a size of 26 by 36 inches, 51 by 60, 68 by 80, and 88 by 104. These wall tapestries usually ship in 7 to 10 business days, and the price ranges from $24.99 to $69.99, all dependent on the size you select. The Bomber Bocker blog wall tapestries come in orange, gray, and black. But most importantly, be sure when purchasing a wall tapestry for the Bomber Bocker blog that you use promo code 6A2841ERJC. 6A2841ERJC. Just go to ultimatesportsnetworks.com and click on the Shop MVP tab, searching the Bomber Bocker blog. And there you have it.
back. Welcome to RJ's Parlay, where my degenerate self breaks down tonight's parlay. If I miss, it's not surprising. If I hit, I'll probably lose it all tomorrow night, because that's how this works. Welcome to RJ's Parlay. Now, tonight's big parlay, we did not hit, as you can see. This took place earlier this afternoon, Saturday the 2nd, in the Knicks-Cavs game. Um, yeah, no, we cannot cash this one. <laughs> close, but can't be close in a parlay. Uh, we had Knicks plus 9.5 alternate spread. Knicks-Cleveland over uh, 204.5 alternate points. Barrett over 19.5 alternate points. Barrett over 0.5 alternate threes made. Barrett over 3.5 alternate rebounds. Barrett over 1.5 alternate assists. And Fournier over 2.5 alternate threes made. The only two that we did not hit was the alternate spread of 9.5 plus 9.5. And was the alternate points by RJ Barrett hitting the over on 19.5. He had a terrible shooting game. Um, shot 4 for 18, I think, with 12 points. Uh, and the Knicks lost by double figures. So, that was nice. I cannot wait until the season ends, man. I'm just tired of it. The good thing is that we don't have to watch Randall for, at the very least, the rest of the season. Hopefully, he's done as a Nick, and I never have to see that number 30 ever play for my team again. That would be wonderful, but we will see. Um... Now that all said, that wraps up this first part of the show. And once again, as I said, the next part of the show, Greg from Yankee Crazy Podcast. Be sure to go subscribe to his podcast. That's Yankee Crazy Podcast. And I will be discussing the Yankees, previewing their season, giving some predictions, some over-unders, talking about some drama around the Yankees, the, the judge extension drama, the comments by Cashman that have... Uh, frustrated a lot of Yankee fans um, and, and some more things. So stick around for this part of the show. It's a very great conversation, I'm sure. Because um, it actually hasn't happened yet as I am speaking, but it has as you are listening to this, obviously. So episode 351. Hope you guys enjoy it. Again, I'm your host, RJ Carbone. Let's get to the next part of this show. All right. Hold on one sec, man. I'm just setting up. Can you hear me? I think your audio is muted. Hold on. There we go. By now. Yep, perfect, man. How we doing? Good. How about you? I'm good, man. Yeah. Good, good. Oh. All right. Hey, man. Thank you for that stuff. Oh, yeah. The book. Awesome, man. Yeah. Dude, like I was saying to you, that book, I usually don't like comedy books. I'm usually yeah. like, all right, where's the joke? I don't get it. But that one, obviously, the Yankee content, it is so funny. I was cracking up reading that book. So I'm going to have I'm going to have to read that. 
Yeah. All right. Yeah, he's good. He's a good writer, that guy. And there's a lot of really funny, um, superstitious stuff, which yeah. me and you both do. <laughs> me, man. That's it. How's your um, Sunday going so far? Good. Good. Not much done out here. Just just getting up, basically, on Sunday. How about you? Good. Um, same thing. It's still early here, too, so... Yeah. Literally uh, nothing yet, but it's raining over here. So, oh, hey man, uh, four more days, four more days, and including today, right? It's it's like yeah. four more days, and you know, it it came quick, but it didn't come quick, you know, with all the you know, the lockout and who, not knowing what was going to go on with it. So, luckily, just two series were canceled so uh but they're gonna make all those games up so getting 162 in yeah man I, um hold on one sec you can hear me right everything's good yeah i can hear you just want to make sure all right cool um yeah it, it's crazy it did it did kind of uh after the lockout ended it kind of, it kind of went by quick but obviously the lockout lasted yeah. way too long but um yeah. Funny though, because you know, when I was on your show a couple of weeks back, um we were talking about the Yankees and kind of did a preview, but I believe that was before the Donaldson thing and everything else went down. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. Lots of uh there was a lot of changes since then. Yeah, and that wasn't even like it was like a couple of days after that, then it all went happened, and I was like, Oh wow, we could have talked about that. Um yeah. but yeah, I want. I kind of want to get your thoughts on the whole, um, the Donaldson deal. What you think? Just, just you know, over, of the overall off season. I guess we'll begin there, and then you know we won't go too long. We'll go about twenty minutes. If that's all right with you. Yeah, sure, whatever, whatever it takes. I'm good. All right. Well, yeah. So, so let me know. What do, you, what do you think about this whole off season we just had? It's it was an interesting off season. You know, we as Yankee fans had these high hopes that a superstar shortstop was going to come from you know October when that was starting to be talked about, and it just seemed that there were a lot of people who were free agents who could potentially come to the Yankees and uh, and trades too uh, that were all potentially being formulated and then Josh Donaldson comes and it's like and, and uh, IKF and and the, and that catcher uh, I still don't know how to pronounce his name <laughs> hey, is, that, is that what we're gonna stick with IKF for the other guy I, I, I'm gonna call him that all right we'll do that things to either call I know Aaron Boone called him Kiner um, yeah and then there's, but it, it's really falafa at the end. <laughs> I don't yeah. know, I think that is easier for me instead right. of boxing names. <laughs> but it was crazy when that went down. It was like, whoa, that came out of left field. Nobody knew. <laughs> nobody expected that. Nobody expected Gary Sanchez to be gone. That was the other thing. And at first, it was like, whoa, what just happened? And then. Everybody kind of, or at least me, I started to absorb it. And I thought, you know, Josh Donaldson, well, I, I guess my initial reaction with Josh Donaldson is, you know, this is a deal five years too late. 
you know, bringing him back to like his MVP caliber years, but he's still good. The more, you know, the more I got into it and really looked at his, at what he was been doing over the past few years, he still is a really solid defender and his, you know, they, they talk about all his stats of like, I don't even know. It's, it's beyond me, but the, um, the barrel of the bat, like solid hits and, and all those little uh, figures that they do. And according to those, <laughs> he's, he's still a really big offensive threat. Um, and then I know me and you talked about it, how he brings that toughness, as everybody's saying, he brings that edge to the Yankees. And the more and more I absorbed the deal, the more I loved it. Because, like you even brought up, the Yankees need a uh, a bad guy. They need someone for you know. We need to, we need to go back to being the hated team, and that you you know when as Reggie Jackson said, nobody boos mediocrity. So that is going to mm-hmm. signify the Yankees are actually good, um, and they need that. They need that toughness. They need that that edge that Donaldson brings and. Like with everybody, you just got to hope he stays healthy. I know he's had some leg injuries, but right now, on paper, uh, it looks really good. IKF, you know, great defensive guy, um, not as bad a hitter from what I can gather as everybody initially said. So that is a, a plus right there. He also catches too, <laughs> which is, which is kind of wild. So brings you a you know, another guy like in a pinch who could catch because they always have to carry that extra catcher which for the just-in-case. So he becomes that, I think, you know, adds another uh, roster option. And then this catcher, uh, Rortvet, um, strong guy, supposedly um, a, a good defensive catcher, hits lefty, um, hurt now, so who knows what's going to go on. And then they picked up that Jose Trevino yesterday, which you informed me about. Um, so the deal was really good. You know, you lose Gio, which, you know, fan favorite, really liked him. But, you know, getting rid of Gary Sanchez was was pretty awesome. You know, the flip side of that, the Twins dropped all that on us. Yeah. And then they go and sign Correa. So everyone was like, wow, oh. they pulled a fast one on the Yankees. But... I don't think the Yankees were ever going to go for Correa anyway, because they've got such high hopes for uh, Volpe and who's the other guy, Peraza. Um, so all in all, after me babbling all about that, I think it was a good deal. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I, I think, you know, any other team, this would be considered decent offseason. Um, I, I just think given our expectations, it definitely is underwhelming. Um, but you know, if I could say one good thing about it, it's that we did improve in some areas. Um, we yeah. got another lefty in there with Rizzo, which we'll talk about that in a second. Um, and we got some more contact at the plate. Uh, obviously, unloading Gary strikeouts. Uh, even Voigt struck out a ton. And you're adding in guys like uh, IKF, who from re- I was researching him. He makes a lot of contact. Um, yeah. Rizzo makes a ton of contact. Obviously, you're going to have DJ in there still. And um, Donaldson, he's not a contact hitter, but he doesn't strike out as much as I thought. So your infield could possibly, you know, at least on paper, make a lot more contact. 
Um, again, you're going to have more lefties in the lineup. And defensively, I think you did improve. I think at third base, you're about equal, maybe a little worse with Donaldson there. Um, mm-hmm. It's about equal. Uh, your catching, your defensive catching is is much improved, I think. That was the big thing about getting rid of Gary is you're going to have positive defense behind the plate now. Shortstop, obviously, Kiner Falefa, um, much better defensively than having Torres over there or even playing Gio out of position, which he was fine over there, but you don't want to do that every day. Um, so you're going to have Torres back in his natural position at second, I'm guessing, or maybe DJ. Maybe you bounce DJ around different spots every day. As long as he gets regular at-bats, I'm fine with that. Um, so, yeah, it was, a, you know, it was an okay offseason to me. I don't love it. I don't hate it. But it does leave me a little bit disappointed, being that this was one of the better um, – off-season classes that we're going to see in a long time. Um, you know, we could have, we could have, we could have done a lot better. I think we we improved, but it's like, how much did we really improve? Um, you know, we're still left with a lot of questions. I feel like, um, yeah, like yeah. like I wouldn't be. I think the best way to put it is, I wouldn't be surprised if we came in first, but I also wouldn't be surprised if we underwhelmed and came in like third or fourth. You know. Yeah. I think that's the big thing here. And um, like you said, it was even more frustrating when after that all went down, a few days later, we find out Correa, well, you know, the the Twins used Cashman to dump salary for Correa. Um, But as you said, you know, we were never in on him anyway. If we wanted to get him, we could have gotten him whenever. But um, it's just, you know, you had all those guys out there. You had Seager. You could have taken a look at him. He was off the market pretty quickly. Um, yeah, that was, and you had Freeman at first base, which I really wanted Freeman. Uh, I know a lot of people wanted Olsen too. You could have went there. Uh, then story happened. So it's like, oh, uh, you know, it kind of just adds up and it's frustrating in that way, but it's still a good team. I just don't know how good. I, I think that's going to be the question going forward. And, um, I don't know if you heard, but this morning, uh, you know, you know, those two pitchers we were looking for in Oakland. Yes, Manaya and Montes. and Montes. Yeah, one of them was just sent to to San Diego, Manaya. So oh, there's wow. that. <laughs> so I don't know, man. I, I, it's a, again, it's a good off season. I just don't know how good it really improved them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, overall, I, I gave my take take obviously on just the Donaldson thing because that was such a big splash. But you know, overall. The payroll increased, but it's not like, wow, it increased because of X, Y, and Z big name free agents coming here. Um, they still didn't, re- they, they didn't do anything with the pitching rotation. No. Um, you know, you get Severino back, um, not, obviously that's not an addition from outside the team, and you got to hope he's okay, and that's where they, re- I think they really need some help. Like those guys, you look at their lines and you're like, okay, they're solid, but there's no, there's no new name in there where you're like, wow, this guy really solidifies that rotation. Um, I do like Rizzo coming back, but like you said, Freeman was hoping for Freeman or Chapman. Um, I'm sorry, Olsen. Um, wait, no. Yeah, yeah Olsen. Olsen. <laughs> at third base for the uh, for the A's who went to the Blue Jays. But, you know, overall, decent offseason for the Yankees because they I think they did improve in a lot of areas. But 
yeah, it could have been better. You know, hoping, you know, really wanting more from that. And, you know, you look back on it and like you said, Corey Seager went fast. He could have been the perfect guy for them to get and then play shortstop. You want to develop these younger guys and then move him over to third base uh, and worry about where Gio is in the equation, you know, down the road. Let's say Seager can play two years at shortstop while Volpe uh, and Peraza develop. He moves over to third. You know, I, I liked him early on. I thought he had a really great Yankee Stadium swing. Um, but yeah, didn't, didn't happen and, and we'll see, but you know, the Yankees front office saying, oh, well, we're at the highest payroll we've had in X amount of years, but it's not like you look at this and you're like, wow, they made some crazy adjust, uh, additions to this team that are going to put them over the top. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, sure. You're spending $250 million, but if you know if you're handed if you're handed that much money, you know every year two hundred plus million to build a team, you would expect it's more of a surefire team, like a, one that you know is going to at least go deep into the postseason. We still don't know. Um, again, you know, just quickly to recap, Donaldson, I, I like him. It's just can he stay healthy and does he have one or two more years in him? Rizzo, the same thing. Can he produce a little better than he did when he first came over? But she was okay. Um, you know, do we have enough behind the plate offensively? Um, and then you look at the outfield. Uh, can Hicks stay healthy? Will Gallo adjust? Um, and, you know, part of the reason they saved, I guess, saved some money this offseason was so they can maybe potentially work on an extension with Judge before Thursday. And I guess I, we'll, we'll kind of um, transition there. Do you think this is because obviously Judge made the comments that he wants to get this done before April 7th, and if not, he's going to enter free agency after that. Do you think this gets done before the 7th, or do you think this is something that we have to wait until the um, the winter? Because I feel like the longer you wait, it could – like you you see guys have really good seasons in a, in a contract year, but on the flip side, you could also see guys struggle and have that way on their mind. So, so do you think the Yankees get this done early with Judge? I do. I do think they get it done. Supposedly, from what I read, it's going to be about thirty million a year. Uh, the average, what do they call it, the AAV? Um, I think they get it done. I think he wants to get it done. I think he would like to have some security that he's staying. And you know, it's it's something that they should get done. I really like Aaron Judge. I think he should remain a Yankee. Uh, I think he had that really great year last year and you hope he's going to have another one obviously and and you know uh, stay healthy I had I think we were talking about it. I was a little concerned that the Yankees at least concerned for judge that the Yankees were going to wait and say no we're going to do it at the end of the year and see if he gets hurt and then be like oh yeah wow, yeah, yeah. injury prone you know yeah it's it's who knows what games they're they're they all play but I think it gets done. I think it gets done. And I think if I had to guess, he's probably a guy who wants to feel secure in order to perform better. I don't know if he is the type of guy who is, is going to go out there and have a prove it year and say, you got to pay me. Um, 
but we'll see, you know, I don't know, I, you know obviously. Um, but I think they get it done. If, if I had to, if I had to bet on it, I would say it's done before Thursday. Yeah. And I actually saw that too, the $30 million salary, uh, which could potentially be, yeah, I think if they're do that, uh, maybe six years, that's like 33. So I yeah. think you got to bite the bullet and do that maybe. Um, but yeah, you know, I think it's going to be done and I agree with you. It'll probably be done uh, before the season begins. And then we'll put that all aside, thankfully. Um, yeah, there are some concerns. Um, yeah, that's that? another, sorry to interrupt, but that's another mm-hmm. thing is that these guys, uh, it, it weighs on them because reporters ask about them like almost right? every day. So you kind of want, uh, you know, you hope that Cashman and Hal uh, have enough sense to be like, okay, let's put him at ease uh, and not have to answer questions every day about it. Um, to, to like get that out of his mind because that's got a way on someone. If you're getting asked by the media, especially the New York media, it's like every day asking and, and badgering, not badgering, but like, you know, it adds up. And I think he's the kind of guy who needs some calmness and not have to answer those questions every day. So let's hope. Yeah, I would agree. And um, yeah, hopefully we get it done. I think so too. I, I think we'll, we'll figure it out because if we're already starting to hear rumors kind of ramp up, I think that's a good thing. Um, now, I don't know if you, so, so where do you, do you get your Yankee games on the app? Where do you usually watch it? Yes, I watch it on, <laughs> yes, I watch it on the Yes app. That is the way I get my games. And now Amazon Prime, I guess, is showing. Yeah, I wanted to bring that up. So um, I haven't even heard, like, really looked into that. But um, I know that they were there. I think they have part ownership in the Yankees, don't they? they I think they help. I think so. I think that they are own a share of it. Um, yeah. So I usually watch the Yes on TV. Um, yeah, yeah, or the app, wherever, yeah, you know, if, if depending on if I'm home or not. But apparently, 21 games this year are going to be on Amazon Prime, and I think they're, they're supposed to be the games that are we're going to be on uh, Pix 11 over oh. here. Um, I think they're now on Amazon Prime, 21 games. So I don't have it, I'm gonna have to get a subscription. I don't know how much it is or whatever, but that's kind of annoying. But, um, yeah, I saw that, and um, did you so so how do you feel about the new booth? I think Maven, obviously, he's had a couple of games already in spring training. Cameron Maven's going to be in there. Yeah. And uh, I heard Beltron. Is he going to be in the play-by-play booth, or is he after? I don't know if he's in a post-game maybe or pre-game. Oh, I did not even hear that Beltron yeah. is now part of it. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's interesting. Um, I did hear a game, like, last week or the week before with Cameron Maven. I think it was his first game for spring training. Um, he just came, Actually, he just came in for a couple of innings. And they talked to him, and he. I thought he was really good. I really liked his perspective. Um, seemed to come with some honesty and 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 realness. And for a guy who is you know just stopped playing, uh, being you know closer to the game in more recent years than some of the other guys they have in there, I like it. Adds a, a really cool dimension to it. I thought he did really well. Um, even even just his like first like couple of innings on there, he was good. Whether he's been practicing or he's just you know he seems like he's a a, a smart guy and can speak really well. So maybe he didn't even have to practice and just transitioned into there really nicely. Um, I like him. Um, 
I like I've always liked David Cohn, even though he can get a little <laughs> crazy in there and say some funny stuff. But um, I, I like that because I don't know. I like hearing some pop culture things in there. Uh, Michael K still in there. Um, Aruko, I'm guessing he's still going to be doing some games. Um, oh, especially with Michael K and Cohn are now Sunday Night Baseball, right? Right, right. Yeah. Um, Beltron, I didn't hear about. I think he's interviewing. I don't know if he officially got the job yet, but I think he's interviewing currently. Yeah. Um, not a, <laughs> I'm not a big belt <laughs> from when he's a player. I know we've I've no. talked about it with you. And I don't know. I, I, I have not heard Beltron interviewed in a really long time, but um, I'm not sure how well of a speaker he is for TV, to tell you the truth. I, I, you know, I can't recall, so I shouldn't, I shouldn't bash him. I'll have to, I'll have to hear him. Um, but yeah, don't, don't love Beltron. So <laughs> if he doesn't make the cut, I won't be sad. <laughs> you know what I found really interesting, man? We, so like, I, I guess one of the bigger reasons we didn't want to go after Correa was because the whole stain from the Houston scandal, Right. I mean, you can't yeah. say it's the long-term contract thing because he got three years. So it's probably because of the whole Houston thing. But you look at it, it's like we brought in Marvin Gonzalez. We brought yeah. in Cameron Maben, who was also a part of that team as, a, as right. a, the booth. Right. And now we also, you know, potentially we're interviewing uh, Beltron. It's like, so we got three guys from that whole thing in the organization now. <laughs> it's like, yeah. okay, well, huh. Couldn't get the guy with the most talent. Um, but, you know, I'll put my bitterness aside from now. Did you hear, real quick, before we move on to the final segment here, did you hear the, we talked about it actually, the, the Cashman comments about about the Houston thing? He was kind of blaming that for why they haven't won in the last decade plus? Yeah, yeah, that was, that was, that was a little bit of, wah, yeah. <laughs> they did this to us, um, and I can understand. I'm I'm mad about it too, but I'm not the general manager of the Yankees. I need to be. I need to have a little bit more professionalism and not be blaming that. And you know, uh, what did it blow the Yankees' opportunity to get into the World Series? I think so. Absolutely, it did. But you're you're the general manager of a team. You got to move on. You it, you know, it's like him not taking blame for the teams he has put together for the other years. It's like, okay, granted, maybe you missed it there, 17, but now we've got 18, 19, 20, 21. Like, you're just going to bring up one year where there was a cheating scandal and be like, oh, look, we would have been in the World Series if it wasn't for that. You know, this is the New York Yankees. You're supposed to, your goal is World Series or bust. So, you know, as Derek Jeter used to say, the season's a failure if you don't make the if you don't win the World Series. So right. with that culture to a team, or at least I think it used to be the culture. Now with Hal and Cashman, now it's kind of like, oh, you know, we did we did really well. We made the wild card. You know, that doesn't cut it in my book. You you number one have to not blame anybody else and say, you know, take take some take some blame yourself. You're the GM. You were putting together this team. And number two, you know, have some professionalism. It looked, it was a bad look. It was a bad look. And a lot of his quotes that I've seen are, have been really bad. Like he said something like, 
I think we like about this year, I'm, I'm paraphrasing it, but he said something like, Oh yeah, I think we put together a pretty good team this year or something like that. Like, dude, don't say pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> you've got this high payroll. You've got all these stars. You could have gone out and got some other stars or been creative and, and made some, some, maybe some more quality trades. That doesn't cut it for the New York Yankees. It's not, it's not pretty good. You need to strive for greatness all the time. I just, I just don't understand some of his rationale and some of his comments. And it's, it's, it's a bad look. And I'm, I, I, you know, talk about, you know, uh, some people brought, I was reading something about Girardi the other day and how the Yankees needed a change from Girardi. They need a change from Cashman. <laughs> I think the guy can be really good, but what have you done over the past X amount of years? You know, it's, it's like you, 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 I don't know. He's, he, he can, like I said, he can do these creative trades and be good, but they need a change, I think. They need some somebody fresh coming in there and, you know, can't revamp it. But for, like, next year, I don't know. Maybe maybe he's the problem <laughs> with forming a team and someone else could do a little bit better than him. You know, he's been there how long? Like, 2003 he became or 2002 he started his – He was with the team in the 90s, then he became the GM in the oh, early 2000s. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he's been with them forever, but as the main GM, I think it's what, like 20 Early 2000s, something like that. Yeah. And I don't know when, like, but. Yeah, and on, you, on his watch, you got 2019, right? They made World Series back in, what, 03 and, right? 03 and then 09. Right. So it's like, okay, well, I'll give you the 2017 that they should have made it. But still. That's a, that's a long time for the Yankees not having the best teams that they should have as, as the Yankees. I don't yeah, know. It, it's, the thing with me, it's like you didn't need to say that. Like you could have said something to kind of light a fire under the team. Yeah. You didn't need to yeah. throw the blame excuse. And it's like, well, you also – the Yankees only scored about three or four runs a game in that series. They didn't really light it up offensively themselves. Right. And, you know, right. 2017 and I think 2019 was the other year they apparently cheated or did cheat. Yeah. Um, but what about the other seasons? So like the, you had plenty of chances in these other years. Even when, if you want to use that excuse, you had 2010 to 2016. You had all those years. Yeah. And, it's just like it's not a good look and like you're the yankees you've had your fair share of cheating scandals too i mean you you've signed steroid guy it's a, you know steroids may, may not be to that extent i i think the trash can thing was way worse but still cheating yeah. is cheating it's like you, yeah. that was kind of a a really weird odd comment for cashman to say at the time especially yeah. it's like yeah. now it's like now we have to go out there and we better at the very least, compete in a World Series this season, or else he's going to look really bad, given that, once again, he was given a giant payroll, and if we get eliminated in the playoffs early again, I think it's going to be it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, about 2017, that team overperformed. Nobody right. That team was going to do that, so it's not like you had this like team like the 98 Yankees uh, that just were on fire and dominated. It was kind of a surprise that they, that they got there. So, you know, that was after they 
dumped all those salaries and and started focusing on the younger guys and they they all outperformed but yeah it's <laughs> it's not it, not been good under cashman you know i shouldn't say that it, it's been good but we obviously want great <laughs> yeah and it's just should have kept his mouth shut there um i want to wrap it up with a little over under do some predictions okay um so the first one i've got down here do you think Judge and Stanton can combine for at least 77 home runs together or less? Less or more? Do you think they can combine for 77 plus or under that? I'm feeling confident. I'm going over. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because I think last year, let's say Judge had 39, Stanton had 35. So that was like uh... – yeah, it's around there. I know that. That would be that would be under, but I don't yeah. know. I'm, they can I'm do it. Feeling, I, I mean, confident. <laughs> remember when they both when we got Stanton? I think like everybody was talking about can they get the uh, the one ten for Maris and Mantle? Oh. oh yeah. Oh, actually, that was over what you just said because right they were what were they? He was thirty nine and oh no 39. 39 plus thirty five. Let me. Yeah. That's, Let's say I'm gonna say judge. That's 74. I get mean, crazy. Judge 47 home runs. Okay. 32. <laughs> All right. That's over. That's over, right? Yeah, that's over. I think that can happen. Um, all right. How about every Yankee? Uh, so Yankee catchers to combine for 22 plus home runs. Yes. The way Higashioka is hitting in spring training. Yes. <laughs> I know that's meaningless, but he is, he is on fire for spring training. Um, I'm, I'm going to go over. I'm going to say over. I, I feel confident they can do that. Maybe get like 15 from him and then seven or so from, from the other kid. Could yeah. happen. Yeah. Um, how about Garrett Cole, 16 plus wins? Yes. Over. Okay. Over? <laughs> I think I'll hit the over there. I think he's going to go over. Um, or maybe be right there at 16. But yeah, that's, I don't know. That's I'm feeling it. really confident today. I, <laughs> All right. I'm feeling really good about them. Let's well, see where you go with let's, let's see where you go with this next one. Uh, I got Severino at 135 plus innings. Under. Under. Okay. I, think, I don't know. You know, this I know we pitched yesterday and you had actually sent me that he had shoulder tightness and, and was missing it. Um, I don't, I don't have a lot of confidence in him. I want to, I like him a lot. And I, you know, if the question is, can he return to his form of, what are we talking now? Three years ago when he was yeah. a really solid pitcher, um, been a while, hopefully he can, um, but I'm not feeling super confident with him. So I'm going to go under on that. Yeah, I think I would, I would probably agree. Um, what about Donaldson and Rizzo combining for 45 plus 45 plus home runs? Let's see. I am going to go under on that one. I think Donaldson can, can have a, a, a good high amount of home runs. I'm going to say Donaldson at like 25. Yeah. Uh, but Rizzo, I really like Rizzo. I think, you know, uh, he's, he's more in the decline of his um, career. Still good, still great defensively, but I see Rizzo hitting 
15 home runs, Donaldson 25. So for what was your over under on that one? 45? 45 so, plus. Yeah. Yeah. I think they'll be under. Probably right around there. Yeah. I'm gonna say like 44. Um, what about LeMayu for 175 plus hits? Over. I'm such a big DJ fan. Yeah. I love DJ. I want him to have this, you know, bounce back season compared to last year because, you know, hits over 300 his first two years. And then last year, as we've always talked about, he was hovering at like 268, 269. Um, still a decent year, but it's not the DJ we wanted, like the 330. Um yeah. You know, we've, we've talked about him a lot, and I, I just love DJ, so I am rooting for him. I'm going to say he goes over 175. I'm, I'm going to say he's going to get about 185. Okay, I would agree. I think he stays. I'm going to say he gets exactly 175, 176 around there. Um, how about Glaber? Going back to second base, 10 errors, over or under? I think... I think he goes – it's tricky because I initially wanted to say over, but how much playing time is he going to get? Like, this yeah. could be an interesting scenario, what happens with him, because I like Labor. He has, you know, he's been regressing a little bit over the past two years, still a young guy, can bounce back. In spring training, looks like he's doing pretty well. But what do you do with – DJ and Glaber, you know, what, you know, it's, it's, I want to see DJ at second base. That's why, you know, you invested a lot of money in him, right? Uh, Glaber, you've invested a lot of like, you know, time in him, you know, not a big contract yet, but I want to see DJ at second. I would prefer seeing him over Glaber because I think DJ needs to be out there because he's better defensively and at least, you know, in recent years, he's been a better hitter than Glaber. Um, so how much playing time is he going to get? I would, with your over-under, since we're playing that, I will say he's not going to get, well, I, should, I, I was going to say he's not going to get as much playing time this year, but I just have this feeling he is. And like you said, I think they're yeah. going to be moving DJ all around yeah, I have a feeling so, is gonna. I think DJ will play every day, but I think it'll be like different positions. Right, right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say Glaber goes over ten errors because he's he's good and I like him. I'm just I'm not big on him right now. I'm not high on the Glaber from what three years ago. Is it who hit the yeah. what 35 home runs and was you know solid second baseman? Um, so over. All right. Yeah, I think I think I'll hit the over there too. What about Aaron Hicks uh, batting two forty uh, under that or two forty or better? Oh, I am not a big Aaron Hicks fan. Um, I, I want to be. I like the guy. I, I don't dislike him. I dislike him because of all his injuries right. that just happened. Um, two forty. I don't know if he's going to be around. The guy is injured all the time i don't see that miraculously changing it's just it's just the body it's just the way he is and 240 i'll say that he plays the first month of the season and is at 
245, and then he's going to be on the IL for <laughs> who knows the rest of the year, right. year. Who knows? So I will say the over, but that's not going to be an entire season for him. <laughs> okay. I like that. That's a good response. Um, a few more. Uh, Gallo, 195 plus strikeouts or less. He is going to keep pace with that. So I'm going to say. He had 212 last season, I believe. Yeah. Let's, you know what? I like Joey Gallo. I am, like I said, I'm feeling real confident with most everybody and and, and positive about this team, probably because we're close to opening day. And they had that mic'd up with Joey Gallo, and he seems like a really nice guy. I like him, so I am rooting for him. I'm going to say under for Joey Gallo because he's coming to New York, um, uh, you know, not coming to New York, but from Tampa. He's going to be back in New York. He's going to get adjusted. He's going to know where all his favorite restaurants are. He's going to know how to get around. <laughs> and he's going to be more comfortable than this year than uh, coming in halfway through the year. And he's going to go under that. Okay. And have a solid year. He's going to have a good year. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to slam the over there. Okay. I just don't feel it. He's a, yeah. He is a good guy. I, I do like him, but I just don't know that he's – I don't know. He, he's, he's rough. Um, doesn't help your strikeout totals. No. Um, how about IKF with a 275 or better average? Well, he was – I think he was 270 last year, 273, something like that. That was the surprising thing that I saw um, when they classified him as, like, not a good hitter. Um, and that was with Texas and I'm just trying to think of who he faced the most, uh, playing in Texas and those teams. So 270, sure. You're saying 275 over under? Or better. Uh, I'm going to go under, I'm going to go yeah. under that, but, um, I don't really know a lot about him. So it's, it's really a guess. I'm just going to say coming to New York is as as we've talked about is a big adjustment for anybody uh he is hawaiian he was born in hawaii i think he's hawaiian so you know he's like probably like a chill dude like a lot of hawaiians are so he might not be uh have as much pressure as him as like joey gallo coming last year um and you know suppose you know people thinking he's going to be the savior of the team in the second half um, but IKF, you know, shortstop for the New York Yankees, one of the most uh, prestigious uh, positions. And I think he's going to have pressure, but I don't think he's going to do 275. I see him maybe if he's going to have a really solid Yankee start and, and season only like 260 as a high. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and, and hit the over there. I think – He's not because I think he, since he's a lighter hitter than the rest of the Yankee you know, big boppers, I think he's going to have more protection, and I think pitchers are going to give him more strikes because they don't want to face the other guys around him. So I think that could help him, and I think in Yankee Stadium, maybe he could. You know, he's a guy who can hit to all fields, and he puts the bat on the ball. So I have a feeling he's going to maybe hit like two eighty something, two eighty five, maybe touch two ninety. I don't know. I have a good feeling about him, um, despite my you know bitching and moaning about Correa and Seager and all them. I do think Falafa, whatever the hell his name is, can hit you for a good average. Um, I got two more to wrap it up here. Uh, the second to last one we've got 
Aaron Boone with four ejections or more? Oh, under, under. Okay. Did he have four last year? Did he? I, I feel like he, I think Kay at one point said he led the league in ejections. That's all I know. Oh, wow. I, yeah, which I shocked me. That because, you know, we, we had the one, you know, Savages in the Box in, what was that, 2019? And then yeah. his intensity seemed to, like, go yeah. down. And I remember specifically one thing that sticks out to me about him was Phil Nevin getting kicked out of a game, and it really should have been Boone who was out there uh, talking about that. And even Aaron Judge kind of had a had a no comment that kind of was telling to me about Boone, how he said, oh, you know, they asked him about Phil Nevin getting kicked out. And he said, oh, yeah, you love you love when your coaches go out there and defend you. And I felt that should have been Boone's spot to get kicked out on. Um, and he didn't. So I'm kind of surprised he had four ejections last year. Um, so quote, quote me on that. I'm just, I'm guessing because Kay said he led the league. So I think it had to be around that. I wouldn't have, ne- I wouldn't have ever guessed that. Um, but I still going to, I'll still could take the under because I think yeah. he doesn't, um, unless he's going to get some fire in him and, and, and do that. And you need to do that. I think, I think that's important for the manager to, um, you know, get kicked out, even on purpose, because it, it helps guys see that their manager has some intensity and he just doesn't have intensity to me. It's funny because, like, remember they, they fired everybody around him because they wanted more fire at the coaching spot. And then they they acknowledged that they wanted more fire. And they grabbed Donaldson because they want more fire. It's like they're yeah. doing everything because Boone doesn't have that fire. Now, he may get ejected a lot, apparently, but. I think it's more timely. It's like in the moments where you really want him to get ejected or at least like he doesn't do it. He stays calm. And I don't want to get on too much for that because I know he had the heart issue. I don't know how much that weighs on him because he has a pacemaker, I believe. And remember there's that he missed time last year. Um, Yeah. So I do. I try to keep that in mind. Um, But lastly here, we're going to end with this. Can the Yankees, I've got the over under here on 94 plus wins. Would you hit the over or would you go under that? I'm going to go under. And I was thinking about this. I was thinking that you were going to ask that. And yeah. I started to think this morning, like, all right, where, how, how many wins do I see them having? I am going to say 91 for wins. So obviously the under on that, um, uh, it's, it's, there's a, there's so many question marks like every year and there's question marks about the other teams in the division. What's going to happen? Um, but I think 91 is a successful season for this team. So I don't see them. I don't see them going over 94. Um, but, you know, a lot can change with the team, you know, before the all-star break. Um, but I mean, before the trade deadline, if they make some additions to really solidify the team, who knows, maybe, maybe they're, they become a different team than they are right now. But this team right now, 91. Is my okay. Prediction. I'm going to say 93, so I'll go under as well. Um, a little bit of breaking news here, Greg. I just got a notification on my phone. Nothing big. Uh, do you know the, the guy, the, the reliever that we have, Yoli Rodriguez? Yes. We just moved him to the Mets and in, in exchange for right-handed reliever Miguel Castro. So, oh. I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> a little, little small you know, moves lately, but I'm going to look into that in a few minutes. <laughs> oh, wow. Interesting. Cause he was, yeah. from what I can recall, Rodriguez for the Yankees was 
pretty good last year. If, if yeah, he was pretty solid. Yeah. Um, I thought you were going to say they got another elite. Yeah. Elite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just to let everybody know, I got a notification. Uh, well, Rob was the first one to tell me that the Yankees traded Abreu and a guy who actually is from like 15 minutes away from me here, yeah. <laughs> um, who I never heard of, sent him to the Rangers for Jose Trevino. And my notification on my phone said, Yankees hoarding elite pitch framers. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Really, really funny notification. And I didn't know that they were hoarding the league of, <laughs> of them. But, um, wow, interesting. Uh, yeah. Interesting trade. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, I don't know about the other guys. So uh, it looks like this is the team we're going with. I so we'll see. Um, it sucks because I told you about this. I get when I get my notifications, like the MLB app on my phone. I have it so that the logo is the en- the Yankees emblem. Yeah. So whenever I get notifications, it's got the Yankees emblem next to it, and then it tells me whatever trade happened in the MLB. Yeah. So every time I see it, I'm like, oh wow, the Yankees got this guy. It happened with me. I got duped with Kershaw. I got duped with Correa. I was so pissed off about that. Oh. I, I, I'm like, what? So I got to change that because every time I get a notification, it's got the NY sign next to it. Um, but I think this is their team. So, you know, I don't want to do any postseason predictions until we get to the postseason because I don't like to jinx. So I stopped doing that. Um, but yeah, that's it. Uh, 91 wins for you, right? And um, I got around that area to the, I, I, I think I said 93. So yeah. There's a good chance. Um, again, it's just they did improve, but how much did they improve? There's still a lot. It's the rotation, which how do we not touch the rotation at all? I I don't know. I, I don't know. It's that shocks me, man. It is shocking because you're going with Cole, Severino, Tyone, uh, Monty, and Nestor. There's your five, and got to put Nestor at the top. He's the he's the number one. Nestor, yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry, Nestor. I put you at five. You are can't do that. One, which he was great at at some point yeah. last year. He was their number one. He had their lowest ERA. Well, yeah, it's a smaller sample, but he had their lowest ERA. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Hope hoping he can be as good as he was last year. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like you've said, which I love last year, the Yankees, they, they kind of aim for the floor, not the, you know, not the ceiling of, of these guys or however you phrased it. it yeah, really they, they kind of. Oftentimes, a lot of these guys they get are closer to their floor, at least in recent years, than their ceiling. And, uh, you know, you got to, that, you put that, that rotation uh, out there, and I'm just kind of like, uh, I, you know, if all those guys perform the way they can, uh, great, but I don't see it. It's kind of shocking that they didn't make some moves. Yeah, and I think you can actually say that with the whole team. Like, there's a big gap between their floor and their upside, and that's the problem with the Yankees. It feels like we always build our team based off of upside, and there's not yeah. a lot of guarantees in a lot of positions. So we'll see. But um, thanks for coming on the show, man. I always appreciate it. Always do. Yeah, absolutely. Always fun. And um, yeah, as I say it every year, it's going to be interesting to see what happens this year. And, and who knows? 
we can only hope for the best with this team. <laughs> yeah, man. Thank you, Greg. Greg from Yankee yeah. Crazy Podcast. I appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, no problem, Rob. Anytime. All right. So that was episode 351. Again, Greg from Yankee Crazy Podcast. Be sure to go subscribe to his show. And I just discussed the Yankees. We previewed their season, went around the diamond, talked about some of the moves they made and did not make, um, and more. So I hope you guys enjoyed the show. That'll be it for 351. Don't forget to uh, subscribe, follow, all that fun stuff, and I'll, uh, I'll catch you in the next one. All right. Ciao. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. It's the best way to make a podcast. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm 